Good evening, everyone. I hope everyone had a great Monday uh, start of the week. This is the second episode of Called to Stand Ministries. Uh, we are here to shine the light of truth on Christianity, uh, salvation, forgiveness, morality, immorality, and to call Christians to stand up and speak uh, at all costs. Stand up and speak about what's right at all costs. Uh, we're also here to talk about things like sexual abuse, incest, um, dysfunctional family, broken family, alcoholism, drug addiction. Uh, have a little experience with all of it. So tonight I want to talk about they are um, this race thing. Uh, you know they're they're dividing the nation. They've been dividing the nation for years, but all of a sudden they're segregating. Uh, black and brown versus white. Uh, they are calling for violence against white conservatives, Christian conservatives. Uh, they are, uh, black people are attacking Asians and blaming white people, calling it white nationalism. Uh, they're, oh, that's all they talk about all the time. White supremacy, white this, white that, white, 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 white. So I'm assuming that uh, whiteness is their God, that racism is their religion and whiteness is their God. Um, but we all know that uh, if you if you have been saved, if you have a God, uh, then he is your God. If you, if you know Jesus, then there is no such thing as white, black, brown, yellow, pink, purple, polka dotted. Uh, there's only good and evil. There is only moral and immoral. Uh, there's only man and woman. Uh, and a life starts at conception. So as Christians, um, when these conversations are coming up or when our friends and our neighbors and our coworkers are talking about these things and, and believe themselves to be Christians and believe themselves to be um, answering God's call, uh, you know, it's, it is our job and it is our responsibility to lovingly uh, let them know that they're, they're in the wrong. They're, they're not, uh, you, there's no way, um, that you can be a Christian and vote Democrat. Uh, I mean, you can't, the, the lies that they make up about gender identity, about homosexuality, about race about the history of our nation um, and about God and Jesus himself. You, you cannot compartmentalize God. You cannot compartmentalize Jesus. Uh, we are, we are not, they are not supposed to fit into our world. Um, we are supposed to fit into the word of God. We're not supposed to fit the word of God into our lives. Uh, our lives are supposed to fit the word of God. And when I say the word of God, I mean that that God conscious that's that's within all of our souls. And once we have gone and forgiven, uh, and we return to the Father, and we have found salvation, then that God conscious, that word of God that was written on our heart, the word was made flesh. Uh, and Jesus died so that we would all share into share in the word of God. And um, 
So that's, you know, once we're forgiven, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, once we go and forgive, once we have found salvation, that word of God comes alive within us. It comes alive. It, it lives. It breathes. Uh, it, it's, it has its own um it's, it's just its own being, its own energy. It's a light unto our feet. And most of us, and when I say most of us, I mean 99.99999% believe ourselves to be saved uh, and believe we got this golden ticket to heaven. And we're miserable. We're miserable on this planet. We're miserable and we're angry and we're spiteful and we're vindictive. Uh, and somebody cuts us off on the road and we're cussing or, you know, we go to church on Sunday, but uh, Monday through Saturday, we're listening to um, we're listening to the to the to the world to the uh, to their shows and their music and their uh, you know and their jokes and and we're, we're we fit ourselves into the world uh, and, and there's no place there's no place for salvation um, in the world. Jesus said that they will once I'm born again, once I have once I have been reborn of the spirit, born again of the spirit and have Jesus Christ alive within me and want nothing more in this world than to know him, want nothing more in this world than to to tell other people, you know, that what I've what I what what I've found, what I've discovered <clears throat> once that happens I don't want, there's nothing else in this world I want. I don't want the money. I don't want the cars. I don't want the prestige. All I want is for you to know right now, no matter where you're at, no matter your anxiety, no matter your fear, no matter your, no matter your past, no matter if you have, you know, you name it, the deepest, darkest story um, that you can come up with that Jesus can wash all that away. And people say that, and they say that it's happened. Um, and that they speak that, they believe that with their minds, but in their core, in their core, where salvation, where the kingdom heaven lives, in their core, they are scared. In their core, they are angry. In their core, they wonder, you know, um, they wonder, doubt right from wrong, you know, are, is this country bad? Are white people racist? Is abortion okay in some circumstances? There's this doubt that their mind always has this voice in their head, um, you know, telling them, questioning, having them question the things that they think they believe to be true. And the reason I say that they think and they believe that they are true is because if they were truly born again of God, if they were truly born again of the Spirit, they would not have to think about whether something was good or not. They would not have to think about whether something was just or not because God reveals all that to us. There is no gray area with God. Let me repeat that. There is no gray area God with God. God said there's two kingdoms. You serve one or the other. You cannot serve both. God said there is immorality and there's morality. There is, uh, you, you're either a slave to sin. If you sin, period. If you sin, you are a slave to sin and sin is your master. Satan is your daddy. Once you're reborn of the spirit, you no longer of the flesh. You are a spiritual being. 
spiritual being, your heart, your intentions, your motives, your being, your being is pure. Your heart is pure. You're, you, you come from a place of perfect love and you will lay your life down for your brother and you will let your kids go if that's what God calls you to do. And you will walk away from everything, just like the young rich ruler in the in the Bible. And he, you know, he said, Jesus, I've done everything. I've done everything you've asked of me. Can I, what, am I going to make it? Did I, do I get my A plus? And Jesus said, sell all of your possessions and follow me. And he couldn't do it. Could not do it. Um, so I'm just, and, and I'm not saying these things as to, um, you know, bring saying that I'm better that I know, or this was shared with me. These experiences were shared with me. They told me, you know, that, that in my core, I have anger and hatred and resentment towards primarily my mother. She was my aunt who raised me and they were right. I'm getting to the age where I see her. I would not now, but I would see her in me. Like when I get up or I walk by the mirror, she's not even my biological mother. She's my aunt. She raised me, but I would walk by the mirror and I would have to do a double take because I think I would see her in the mirror and it would scare the snot out of me. But the, the, disgust and the almost rage, um, that it would stir up within my gut. Or if I, uh, if, if I got mad at the dog or mad at the kids or mad at something and how I would react to whatever I was getting mad at, I could, it was her, like I could hear her. Like it was like possession, <laughs> demonic possession. I could hear her come out in me and I was Man, it's just like I could not believe I was becoming what I hated. And, um, you know, and I, and I also had, I had a first cousin who, uh, you know, there was a lot of incest in my family and he was a big part of that. Uh, and, you know, and, and it, I hated him. I hated him with a passion. I, and, and I hated all child molesters um, and I wanted them to pay and I wanted them to suffer. And I knew it was justified anger. I just knew that God wanted the same things that I wanted for those people. And um, so he told me this, this pastor, uh, he told me that, you know, he didn't tell me, God told me, God said, go and forgive. There's no forgiveness. God cannot forgive me until I go and forgive. Let me stress this again. If I have any unforgiveness in my heart, any hatred or any anger for my brother, mother, sister, fill in the blank. There's no forgiveness in God. And there is no salvation without forgiveness. There is no salvation without repentance. And there is no uh, kingdom of heaven without it. And so I, um, you know, I, I tried a couple of times and for whatever reason I couldn't get through. And I was like, okay, God, you know, is this, is this, what am I supposed to do here? So the third time's a charm. And I went up there and, uh, forgave that, that woman, um, you know, and, and she tried, she tried to, she tried to pull me in. She tried to, uh, you know, the justification, the rationalization and God bless her heart. She did the best that she could. And I know that she's a very sick woman and I know that the hell, that she lives in 
I can't, I can't even imagine. I cannot, I can't, I don't even want to imagine the hell on earth that she's created for herself and that she lives in and that she just believes that she has, that's, she doesn't have a choice. And in reality, she doesn't because she hasn't went and forgive. So God, she's not and church leaders and church people. And they tell her that she's saved and, and she believes that she's going, you know, that she's got this, this prize waiting on her. And I just, God bless her. You know, I just pray for her some, some kind of peace, some moment of peace. So I went and forgave her. Um, and I walked away and, uh, man, the freedom, 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 the freedom that I experienced, um, walking away from that. And, uh, I just knew, man, I just knew that I was not the same and that I would never be the same again. And I hear everybody out there. Well, I don't feel that way about my mother. I love my mother. She was perfect. Doubtful. Um, and then, you know, there's another, there's so many people think that their mothers are, their mothers are, are victims and they're martyrs and they're, you know, and, and wrong. You know, there's, uh, I think the significance of um, them coming to Jesus and, you know, Lord, Lord, your mother and your brother's here. Like he's supposed to stop. Like the world is supposed to stop turning. Like he's just supposed to dismiss everybody there and stop because his mother and his brother is there. And Jesus said, I have no mother. I have no brother. You are my mother. You are my brother. I think that was huge significance uh, for him to, um, to, to teach us and to show us that we're not, we honor our parents by not hating our parents. That's how we honor our parents. We honor our parents because even though they raised us, they brought us into these broken families and they raised us into these broken families. And we in turn brought our kids into these broken families and we raised our kids into these broken families. You know, even though they did that, we forgive them. We go to them. I forgive you. I'm sorry that I've hated you. That's how we honor our parents. And once we've done that, we're, our job is done. We are to go out and be, be doers of the word. Um, and so after I, 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 the peace and the freedom that I gained after I went and forgave that woman is, is, you can't put it into words. And then I, I almost immediately um, sent my cousin a message and just told him, you know, and the forgiveness was already there. I just wanted to make it, make it, uh, I just wanted it out in the open. So I immediately, you know, uh, sent him a message and told him that I forgave him and, and the hate and the, the spitefulness and the vindictiveness and all, uh, that I've had for, you know, for, for, for men primarily, uh, that I saw as predators and that would prey on children. It, it vanished. And I do realize that Satan has a hold on those people and that, um, that they're the things that they do, their sin, <clears throat> which sin is of the heart. Our heart, heart is stone and our soul is dead. And that's why we do the things that we do. Sin is the, is the, the state of the heart. Um, 
the behavior is just, that's how it comes out. That's how it, that's how the sin expresses itself. So the sin is not all these things that I do. The sin is the state of my heart. Uh, the sin is me playing God um, and not, not forgiving and giving him my life. Me playing God by judging myself and others. That's the sin. Everything else is just, it's symptoms of the sin. It's how the sin expresses itself. And so once I did that, you know, the resentment, the anger, the spite, uh, the anxiety, the fear, the doubt, the not knowing, all of that's gone. All of it was lifted out of me. Uh, and I truly, truly only want to help other people experience what I've experienced. I truly only want to help tell you um, that, that you can be free of what's going on. And it's, it's only been a few months and it's, it's kind of hard, <clears throat> not really hard, but I'm having to kind of relearn how to be social because, because I have no desire of this world anymore. I don't, the sports and the entertainment and the things that people talk about in their daily lives, I have no use for anymore. And not because I've chosen to not have a use for them, but God has removed any desire for it. God has removed any, any fleshly desires are gone from me. They're gone. And anybody, anybody that can even for a moment set aside what they think that they know and for a moment set aside what has been, what we've been brainwashed to believe about salvation. If you will just let me work with you, let me work with you for six months and I promise you, I swear to you, as I'm speaking into this microphone, that your life will be different and your children's lives will be different and your children's children's lives will be different. Um, and I, I'm, I'm here to tell you, we are not supposed to embrace evil. <clears throat> we are not supposed to embrace sin. Um, you know, I, I kind of shared with y'all yesterday, uh, I've, I've been a, a homosexual most of my adult life. Mo yeah, most of my adult life, all of my adult life, really. Uh, and I just believe that that's the way that I was. I believe that you know, I was either born that way or la di la di la But I always, always said that if God ever convicted my heart, or if God ever laid it, you know, if he ever changed that about me, that of, of course I was, I wasn't, the door wasn't closed to anything. <clears throat> well, when I, all this, you know, watching the LGBTQ agenda and watching these people go after these children and watching them attack the churches with homosexuality and watching them destroy the moral fabric of the family, you know, it's okay if you want to be homosexual and it's okay for you to want to be transgender and it's okay. You live your life of sin, but don't push it upon other people. It's not okay when your homosexuality or your transgender or your fill in the blank starts being taught at the public schools to push your political agenda, I have a real problem with that. And so does God. Um, and I'm here to Christians. It's time to stand up against this madness. It's time to stand up against the left.
I'm telling you, we can't, we're not standing up because we're scared. We're not standing up because we do not have the Lord alive within us. Fear and love do not dwell in the same house. So if I have fear dwelling within my house, there is no love. There is no God. There is no salvation. They have lied to us. I want you to know that salvation is not a golden ticket to heaven, that it is a state of being. It is a rebirth into the spiritual realm where all of this, you just lay it to side. It, it doesn't matter anymore. You know the truth. You see the truth. You are the truth. Jesus Christ said, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. Jesus Christ will wake up inside of you. He will be alive inside of you. When you breathe, you will breathe his breath into your nostrils. And you don't have to go to church on Sunday to experience that. You don't have to keep your nose in the Bible 24-7 to experience that. Don't let a Bible thumper tell you anything. God, God will teach you. The Holy Spirit will teach you. And I can show you how to access that. I love you. God bless you. I hope that my experiences and my testimony can help someone. That's my only desire. I'm going to start a video soon uh, as well as going to continue the podcast. I think I'm going to try to do this every day, 30 minutes, seven o'clock, seven to seven 30, Monday through Friday. <clears throat> and I just want you to know that I love you and God loves you. And you do not have to continue in the immorality that you're in right now. And it's not, you don't, you, you take the act, you take the steps of faith and God will take care of the rest. I promise you that. Don't think that you can't do it. Don't think that you're going to fail. Don't think that you've tried it in the past because what you tried in the past was the wrong medicine. It was a, it was the world prescribed that medicine. I can show you how to access the doctor, the teacher, the savior, and he will introduce you to his father. And once you've been introduced to the father, there's no going back. I love you. God bless you. Good night.